Hey everybody, this is the Spawn on Me cast. This is Khalif Adams and my boy Cicero Holmes. We are coming to you from Bracago and uh, we're here today to talk to you about some video games. So what it do, Cicero, what's going on? Six episodes in and we are making it happen. You are the Eric Sermon to my Paris Smith. Uh, I can't make no dollars without you. <laughs> Brother, so <laughs> glad to have you around, man. How, you, how are you? Making it do, but not making it rain, because we are brizzoke. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Th- things are good. Things are good. This, it's been a very hectic week. We want to thank everybody for sticking around. Um, we did not have a show exactly on Monday. Um, I had some personal things to handle in the world of job em- job employment. Uh, so I had to go run around uh parts of the country to try to figure out how to get another job and that was fun it was lots of fun portland i love you i miss you it'll be fun well, to see well, you again they, i mean there you go i mean you you guys just got some world exclusive he was he was making it making it happen in the uh the rose city i was trying to get that. my 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 Clyde Drexler on real quick right yes yes so with the with the crazy ball spot I I did have that forever, and, right. now, and now right I have a, a reverse fryer tuck. Right on. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a Julius Caesar, not a Caesar Caesar, a Julius Caesar. <laughs> oh, to the Coliseum with you, right? Yes, <laughs> to the Coliseum with you. Yes. Um, word. Totally. 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 Um. So we have some joints this week. Uh, the shoe dabble should be fun. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about since we have not been around for almost a week yeah. and some change. Um, so we're going to probably just run directly directly into it and talk about all the dope stuff like the new Batman game. Did you see the new trailer for this? This is kind of crazy. <sighs> yeah, man. Yeah, that was that was dope. Yeah, it's you know, I mean, so, yeah, for those for those of you who don't know. There is a brand new Batman game that's coming out. I don't even really know what the title of it is. It's like Dark Knight or I, Batman Knight or I, something. I feel, I feel bad for There's, not knowing that off the top of my head. Maybe yeah, I should. Maybe I yes. should look that up. Uh, Knight is in the title. Um, I, all right. Well, I'll talk. I'll talk to the people while you look that up. So, right. um, so in October, there was a Batman game that was released. In the Arkham City, Arkham Asylum style called Arkham Origins. And in its own right, it was an okay game. However, since it followed, uh, you know, it was a success, a spiritual successor to the Arkham City and or Arkham Asylum first and then Arkham City. It really kind of it didn't really live up to that pedigree. And they used some different voices. There were some voice, different voice actors, and they were great voice actors. Don't get me wrong, um, but the it, it just wasn't as a whole wasn't the experience that people that have grown to love this series um, would expect. And it, you know, it didn't come from Rocksteady, and and people were really worried about what was going to happen next and what Rocksteady was doing next. Well, that answer, the, the, those questions have been answered. There is a brand new Batman game being released by Rocksteady, Kevin Conroy. It will be Batman. He is the Batman from the Batman television show, Batman, the animated series. He is coming back. It's an open world Batman game where you will have 
the Batmobile. Word. And you will be able to bat around all over the place fighting uh, Two-Faced. Two-Faced and a new character called the Arkham Knight. Um, uh, and that, uh, well, uh, well, that's the name of the game. It's, the, it's, it's called Batman, uh, Arkham Knight. Uh, and there's a character, I believe, who is called the Knight in it. Um, so that's going to be interesting. I mean, the, they, they said that the city has been changed a lot. Thank goodness, because in Origins and in Asylum, I love this. I love the, the tightness of Asylum. I mean, of, um, yeah, Asylum, but it was, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit too, uh, constraint in origins it was weird it was they had a really good tightening up of it in the first game but then kind of moved away from that in the second and it i felt like it took took away from it so they're going to kind of open the game up a little bit more so that you'll be able to drive the batmobile in it and that's going to be kind of dope shout out to blur blur studios for uh, putting together that trailer and uh yeah a friend of mine if you haven't seen the trailer oh okay right on yeah Yeah, if you haven't seen the trailer, uh, we're going to put it in the show notes uh, or a link to it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll do that. And then um, okay. we'll, we'll probably ask you guys if you know what you think of it. I'm sure the, the yeah. internet bugged out when it came up. So yeah. <clears throat> when when that was on, it was like firestorm everywhere that you saw it. It was craziness. And I hope I hope that they, they, they kind of step out of the mold that they've already set, even though Rocksteady made a really good game the first time around. I want to see them open it up a little bit. I, I love the combat. The combat in that game is what makes it so dope. But I think they need to add some 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 new tech in there somewhere to make it make it feel a little bit more well rounded in some other ways. Um, I, I think the Batmobile part is cool, but I don't know how that's going to play into how it's going to make everything else coherent. It feels like that's going to maybe break the game in some weird way. I'm I'm not sure, but we'll see. <laughs> so i i too was a little nervous about the batmobile thing but i will put my faith into in rocksteady um they've really done you know i was very very dubious of whether or not uh a batman game would actually work well mm-hmm. before asylum came out um because i played a lot of batman games before this and they, for the most part, did not work well. Right. Um, but they really nailed what you envisioned being Batman would be in Asylum. And then, you know, and then even took it to the next step in, in City. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll put, put my faith in them and, and say that they, that they've used the same level of care and thoughtfulness when they've, you know, and incepting what being Batman and having the Batmobile around and at your disposal would be, would be like in a game. I so hope. Let's let's hope we're right. I hope it's it should be dope. It should be dope. Um, I I don't really have any idea that Rocksteady will mess this up. So they have a lot riding on it, and I don't think that they would freak it up. So right. I can't wait. It should it should be pretty dope. It should be pretty dope. Right. Um, and in between that time, Watch Dogs finally got a release date. So, <laughs> which, which it's funny because, you know, we have show notes. We have our own personal show notes <clears throat> in the, uh, <laughs> in this program that we use. 
And I just checked out exactly what you wrote in the notes, and you were like, can we talk about how Ubisoft is the worst <laughs> slash great right. publisher in gaming? Outside yeah, of Assassin's yeah. Creed, do they have a franchise that ever hits their planned release date? That made right. me laugh real hard. <laughs> right. I mean, because it's 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 real, real talk. So last last episode, we talked about Naughty Dog and whether or not Naughty Dog is the best developer and uh in gaming and i think you know if we if we can talk about the best then ubisoft's got to be the worst they've got to be the worst publisher because <laughs> um just just a quick little history about me i you know i love gaming so if you love gaming eventually at some point you wind up working for gamestop um and and i did and any time an ubisoft game would come out and i would make huge huge Tom Clancy shooter fan, huge. Rainbow is my joint. Yeah, me, uh, me too raw. on that one. Yeah, love, love those games. Um, but never, anytime I see the release date, I take that release date and I add at least eight months to it. <laughs> and and I'm usually still wrong by six months. Um, they, they're awful. They are awful when it comes to that stuff. How long was Assassin's delayed? It was it had to have been at least like three or four months, right? What? No, Assassin's is always on time. Assassin's, Assassin's is, is always, always Assassin's is always October. Okay. But I mean, let's let's. I mean, if we're gonna break it down, let's break it down. So, um, you know, uh, Vegas was supposed to the original Vegas was supposed to come out in November. Or something like that. It got a March release. It was it was supposed to. They were talking about it possibly launching with the system with the 360. Right. It got a March release. Um, then Vegas Two got a March or February release. The uh the latest Splinter Cell game was supposed to no not the Splinter Cell game the one before this one. Um, not blacklist. The one before blacklist. Oh man, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that was supposed to have with it a um a a oh um um what was oh crap never mind it was supposed to have with it a demo for the Graw game um oh. Graw whatever whatever it was. And Girl, future soldier, future soldier. Right, right. now that <laughs> that the Ghost Recon game came out so late that people had traded in the game and they were already talking about Blacklist coming out before before future soldier release. And they never came out with the demo for that game. I mean, um, I mean, if you play future soldier, you know why. Yeah. Oh my god. That game was oh such doo doo. Yeah. It, uh, it was such a disappointment. And that makes me mad because I love Graw. I love that right. series. That series right. is so dope. That was like the one right. series that brought me and all my friends online in the first place. Was one of those mm-hmm. kinds of series. Mm-hmm. And it's so bad. It was yeah. so bad. But continue. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. 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 I mean, it, it, it's it's just people people of the internet. If you like Ubisoft games, and they do, they do make really, really good games. Um, but if you like their games and they're not named Assassin's Creed or Rayman, but Rayman got delayed or Rayman, too. 
Yeah, Rayman gets delayed too. It's just Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed will come out end of October, beginning of November every year. That's it. That's the only thing that you can that you can put your put your money on. Every other game, at least at the very least, six months on an Ubisoft game. Do not ever believe their release dates. And and to be quite honest, Watch Dogs. Um, let's you know, let's bring it back to the present, which was supposed to be a release release uh, a uh, uh, launch launch title for both consoles. Right. Um, Watch Dogs has got a May twenty seventh release. I'll believe it when I see it. Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure that it's gonna come out May twenty seventh, twenty sixteen. But yeah, right, exactly. But <laughs> <laughs> but but you know. But let's talk. But it, well, let's let's talk about why it was why it was delayed though. So sure. So, so Polygon ran a piece. They ran a beautiful piece actually. Where they went and talked to the folks behind um, Watch Dogs, and they said basically, "You delayed this game. Why? Because it was it was totally a, a showpiece for the PS4 when they showed it at E3, and they showed it at concert, you know, uh, demos later on. I saw one in person at um, I forgot what event it was, uh, and they were running on a really high PC, and it looked gorgeous. The 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 gameplay looked stupid, and the graphics were great." Um, so they go back in and they, and they talk to Polygon and Polygon folks, they say, uh, basically, you know, we wanted to make sure that the world was very diverse. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we added more, um, uh, backgrounds to, to, to some of the, the AI. And we wanted to basically tighten up all the, all the things that may have been a little bit loose. They said basically it wasn't as fun as they wanted it to be. So they, so they delayed it. Okay. Um, I'm usually all for that. I think that's always, always a good idea. Uh, depending upon the game. And if you can pull it back instead of putting on an unfinished product, especially one as big as this, um, I don't see an issue with it. My one worry, though, is that the people who have been waiting for this game for a long time, one, it's probably off their radar right now. Right. They've probably right. lost all their enthusiasm for it. Um, there's been a lot of hubbub about the graphics and how the graphics do not look as good as they did at the E3, at, at the E3 demo, which, from every video I've seen, there is some credence to that. Right. Um, and also, it's just, you know, uh, what, what was this delay for besides all the things you told me? If it doesn't it doesn't feel like a next-gen game anymore, but you still are touting it as one, I don't know if I'm going to give you my money now. That's that's the consensus right. from a lot of people that I've heard, and, that, and that they wouldn't be wrong in that, you know? Right. Well, this guy over here is raising his hand. Um, <laughs> you know, so when when the new consoles were announced and I was, you know, deliberating about which console I was going to get. Um, and the one thing that was a constant was the cross platform games that I was going to get. I was going to get at launch 2K14. I was getting BF4. And Watch Dogs was was on that list. And and I, you know, I know that five minutes ago I just said, well, why would I believe, you know, don't ever believe Ubisoft is going to have a game um, out that's not named Assassin's Creed. And, you know, silly me, I, I sat there and was like, yeah, 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 I'm going to get this game because it'll be out at launch. And then, you know, a month before, uh, probably two months before was when I really started to get nervous about it. Because every time you had seen footage of the game, it was the same footage. Right. It was the same, you know, five or six minutes 
um, or the same two different gameplays. So there was either the gameplay where the guy was at the uh, your Aiden Pierce character was was at the the transformer station. Right. At the electric station and he could take it out many different ways. Or there was the one where he was downtown, uh, you know, downtown Chicago and he was bringing up the barricades in the police chase and he could, you know, put out all the lights. And they, those were the two pieces of footage that you saw. And, you know, we were getting to the point where it was like, well, you know, this game needs to be certified um so they can start pressing the disc and get it you know getting it ready for uh for launch right um and that wasn't happening and i was like mm, it is ubisoft and then <laughs> you know sure enough in october they made the announcement that it was it was being delayed and uh you know it's 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 a it's a weird thing with that with that company because they they have great ideas and I think, you know, what happens between the game creators and the executives there, there's, you know, there's, it must be a really, really stressful situation because the, the, the game, the game creators have, have ideas about what they want to do. And, and the, the executives have ideas about when they should be able to get that stuff out. And those never mesh. They, you know, they never, never mesh. Um, could you look at Far Cry, uh, Far Cry three, which was a game that was supposed to be out in February or March and it didn't come out until December of that year, which is, you know, way beyond everything. Um, but the game was great. Right. And, and I hope that Watch Dogs is also great, but you know, I'm, I'm instead of it being, oh, I must have it. As soon as I, you know, as soon as I get my console or I must have it in general, it, it really is going to be a, a kind of wait and see type of thing for me. I want to see what the reviews are and, and, you know, hear what other people have to say about the game um, before I really plunk down, you know, plunk down my hard iron dough. I mean, it's going to uh, be one of those things where people again, like I said earlier, <clears throat> the hype is gone for a lot of people and they might have shot themselves in the foot by doing big 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 ideas and not being able to necessarily pull them all together in a in a concise way um i mean the graphics do look a lot worse they don't look extremely bad but it's it's stuff that you can see if you're really paying attention like the 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 shine on the cars it doesn't have that 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 polish that you would expect from a next gen game to have at this point um, some of the some of the graphics are a little bit off in spots. Uh, small things like physics around the world look a little bit off. Even though they showed a, a trailer a little a couple days ago that showed off some of the physics in the world, it doesn't necessarily still feel as cool or as good as the the E3 demo, and that's a shame. It feels it feels like they they didn't necessarily pull the wool over people's eyes, but it also feels like they could possibly maybe delay it again and give it that extra polish that it needs. I don't, if, if it, if they did, I don't know what would happen to the, to the, to the franchise. I think it might be a, an IP that might be dead in the water right off the bat. And that would suck. Cause that game is going to be kind of cool, but I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do. If, if that game doesn't do the kind of numbers that people expected with the delay that it had, 
and also trying to to push a new IP that had a lot of promise and a lot of t- a lot of people on that team were really behind. And if it doesn't succeed, what does that mean for Ubisoft as far as making AAA games like that? Will they have to go back to just making Assassin's Creed games again? That's not going to be good for them. Well, you know, I I don't know if it means anything for them outside of really like they they definitely put a lot of faith into watchdogs becoming a brand new franchise for them like they they've there's definitely been a lot of talk about you know uh watchdogs the lunchbox and um they're where where they're they're doing they're doing lots of things with that ip um where you know it becomes a franchise is you know there's going to be a watchdogs too and it's going to be all this other stuff, but there was even talk about there being some some type of second screen experience in the, in the form of maybe a web series or or you know even even as far as some sort of television series with 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 that franchise. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. yeah. So I mean, yeah, Eve Eve Gilmore from uh, from from Ubisoft. They they he's he's. Definitely, they definitely put a lot of stock into it becoming something great, and and whether it becomes something great will really de- be determined um, by whether or not the community really picks up on 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 this game. I th- I think conceptually, the game will will be great. Like I think there will be moments of that game that really are different and unique to that franchise. Right. Um, but whether or not there will be enough of those to warrant, uh, you know, to warrant some staying power is, is something, is something that, that, um, you know, that really time will only tell. Um, but Ubisoft, they've got, they've got a lot of other franchises that they're making on. They've got the crew. Right, which also got pushed. Um, they've got the division for next year, even though it's still slated for 2014. <laughs> but we know that won't make it out. That won't make it this this calendar year either. Oh. Um, so I mean, they've got lots of games that um, that will will allow them to see what sticks. And you know maybe they all stick. Right. And that that'll be great for gamers. That'll be great for Ubisoft. And you know that'll be great for missing, um, you know missing arrival dates all around the all around the gaming community. But uh, but who knows? Who who really knows? I mean Ubisoft is they 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 are the company that will either have things stick or not stick. And and if it does, it seems like people really gravitate to it. And if not, then right. people really don't like it. Right. right. They really, right. really don't like the stuff that right. they miss on. Right. Oh, man. A, a game that I'm hoping does not miss, though, is the new announced game from Warner Brothers Interactive called Gauntlet. I'm sure all of you young people have never heard of this. What do, you, what do you mean? New game called Gauntlet. New game called Son, Gauntlet that no one has ever heard of like before. 35 years 35 years old. It was never, it's a new game. It's a new IP made from Warner Brothers Interactive called Gauntlet. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's, it, it's, they're doing a remake of Gauntlet, which was one of my favorite games on the planet. Um, the Quarter Muncher Extraordinaire. 
the one oh, that gosh. you could not you could never beat because it was too damn hard. <clears throat> um, so they're gonna they're gonna put it out on um, Steam machines uh, in the beginning, and hopefully it'll go out to other platforms. Uh, but it kind of goes on the same same track as the old game, uh, where you have all these different you have the four different classes. You have the warrior, the wizard, the Valkyrie, and the elf classes. Uh, you'll be able to play local and online with it up to four people, which is dope because that was like the main nice. thing that right. made that game awesome. When you went to the arcades, young people, there were things called arcades. And uh, I don't know. It's going to be cool. I, th- I think the, the graphic style of it looks really fun. They, they put a trailer up um, to show what it looks like. And is I, it I'm excited. Is it going to be is it going to be top down or is it going to be like three quarters top down? Or? It looks more just straight top down. It doesn't really look like it has that um, that isometric kind of view. Right. Um, which is more classic uh, Contra style. I'm not Contra. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, Gauntlet style. Right. Uh, I don't know. It's I, I've been kind of waiting for a game like that. It seems like there have been a lot of those games coming back in style with like Dead Nation coming back. Right. right. And a whole bunch of, of other ones like um, uh, Nuclear Throne coming out. That's right. that's uh, from Vlambeer and some other stuff where it's like kind of isometric top down shootery kinds of games like that. So. Right. It, it's it's been weird how people have been really focusing more on couch co-op a little bit nowadays, which I don't yeah. mind. I kind of like it. I wish I had more right. controllers and more people to play. Right. Uh, but, you know, Towerfall came out and all that stuff. So people are kind of going back to that. Let's everyone get around the room, party game it up and, and, and play in a room and shoot people and, and have fun that way. So I, I'm, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy it's coming back because it's it's, you know, like one of the things that I did when I bought my, my Xbox one is I bought a second, I bought a second controller, but I have yet to use it Mm -hmm. like outside of someone coming and me saying, all right, well, Hey, you, you log in with this controller and I'll log in with this controller. Right. And then when you want to play this single player experience or you want to play this multiplayer experience that's only available online multiplayer you can use your controller and i can use mine and we don't have to worry about switching um but yeah outside of i've got killer instinct so you can you know you can do local local fighting with killer instinct right that's it yeah and you know i mean that's only but so fun yeah it's i don't know i had a friend over maybe two weeks ago and it took all right sony i'm gonna get in a mini quick mini rant sony you need to make the process of making a new account easier, faster, and better. It took me so, it took me a decent amount of time, probably way too long to get an account started up to set up as as something so my friend could play the game. And it doesn't feel intuitive at all. It's not, it makes me feel like I'm dumb when things aren't (laughs) as intuitive as they need to be. Cause I'm like, I do this crap for a living. I don't, I don't, I don't, I I know computers. I know technology. But when you make me feel stupid because I have to make a new account, a new, new PSN account to make it work, that's a problem. The, go, the right. guest accounts don't really do what they're supposed to do. Mm. And th- that's slash end mini rant of Sony right. well, effing it up. Well, yeah, you know what? That's it's it's right on point, though, because if if that's a thing, if that if if you have to th- really think about what, you know, how to make an account. You know, 
then yeah, it's definitely worth talking about that. Uh, you know, they're they're messing it up. Fix that, Sony. Yeah, they need to fix, fix that. that. I don't like that. Yeah, take that, take yeah, that, take uh, that. Like Diddy would say, yeah, take yeah. that. Yeah, take that. <laughs> um, speaking of speaking of people messing things up. Uh oh. Um, oh, there's this guy named Shaquille O'Neal. And, and young folks, young folks, if you didn't remember Gauntlet, maybe you'll remember <laughs> this piece of shite on these on the uh the Genesis or the uh Super Nintendo called Shaq Fu. Um Game of the Year twenty fourteen. Absolutely. Um yeah, so there has been talk about uh Shaq's terribleness, which, hey, look, Shaq, if you're out there listening, um, great ball player. You had a hot, hot 16 in the Fushnickens, Fushnickens classic. Can I rock? Um, what's up, slash, Doc? What's up, Doc? Can I rock? That what's yeah, up, Doc? That was that was a dope song. Maybe we should use that as a. As a as a music break one time. Yeah, we that, might need that's, to. That joint was dope, but everything else that you did, um, where you weren't playing a basketball player, <laughs> has been pretty pretty awful. Um, so you're gonna tell me you didn't like Shazam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was this movie where Black Shaq was a genie. Um, I try to repress those memories <laughs> as much as possible. That and the Black Shack as or Shack as John Henry, aka Steel, the Black Superman. Um, anytime Shack plays anything other than a basketball player, the likelihood of it being a thing that's beneficial for humanity diminishes greatly oh man that's that's rough that's a that's a harsh thing to say about about a human being hey listen it's not as rough or as harsh as having to watch shazam or steel they i mean both of those movies seriously are mystery science 3000 worthy they are they are uh, you know Thanos' hands of fate. <laughs> Bad. I mean, let's let's be honest. Please send all copies of Steel and Shazam, care of Cicero Holmes, <laughs> P.O. Box one zero three five, Bricago, N Y slash blah blah blah. I L I L blah blah blah. That would be that would Absolutely. be dope if you randomly just had massive copies of Shazam and Steel show up on your doorstep. You know what? If 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 you guys give me give them to me, I will watch them and I will create a commentary track for them. Oh, that would be dope. I promise, hand to God, I'm doing. It. Okay, that I'll would that it. would be dope. That would that would be kind of that would be kind of hot. <laughs> so so wait so, so yeah let's go let's go back to the actual point <laughs> right because <laughs> we kind of went on a Shazam tra- tangent. Right. So Shaq, um, so Shaq wanted to do uh, Shaq Fu too, right? Um, and he basically fun. He's trying to fund this on Indiegogo, which is a site 
that usually is there for people who don't have the money to make their projects come out, a.k.a. Kickstarter, a.k.a. Indiegogo. And he totally put his project up here looking for almost, let me see how much it was. It was like half a million dollars or something like that. Oh, my gosh. He wants, no, he wants $450,000 for the, for the Shaq Fu game. Oh. As you alluded to earlier, Shaq Fu, the first game, was not a great game. Uh, no. I don't remember there being a clamoring for Shaq Fu 2. Right. No, no. Not only was it not a fun game, it was hard. And the controls sucked. Um, and it was dumb. So, I mean, it hit the awful trifecta. Like, Shaq, your game is was, dumb. Right. He's already made $99,000 on it. What? $99,000. So, so, how many people? It doesn't tell you how many people um, contributed. Um, oh, wait. No, it did. It Charles, does, actually. It has uh, 673 people. What? Helped to fund this game. This is, okay. This is the reason why this is even a story, Right. I saw this. We, you know, we had in in episode four, we had Sean Alexander Allen. Um, he ha- he has his beatdown city, uh, treachery and beatdown city Kickstarter, um, and which is now over. Uh, unfortunately, right. they, they didn't make their goal. But um, we're we I've shouted them out and said if there's anything we can do as Spawn Point folk to to help them in the future, we want to. Absolutely. And they had reasonable tiers for their game. Right. right. They had stuff where, you know, you get art from the game, you can get copies of the game, get early access to the game. Here is the stuff that you have in the Shaq Fu 2 tiers. For $100, you can get a, shine, a signed Shaq Fu shirt. What the fuck? Okay. Okay. For, For $150, you can record your own voiceover that'll be integrated into the game, which probably will consist of you going, ugh. For $150. Right. <laughs> and mind you, a hundred people bought that shit. It's making me cuss. I apologize, wow. but this is the reason why we have wow. an explicit podcast. Sold out. 150, a yep. hundred people claim that, that crap. Ugh. just for you (laughs) this one made me the this one made me so mad for five hundred dollars shaq five hundred dollars shaq will follow you on instagram what it says it says in the description the big man will follow you on instagram and you will (laughs) and will like and comment on your beautiful pics who knows you might even become friends Plus a copy of the game, T-shirt, Lifetime, DLC, and Limited Edition character and weapon. Four assholes spent $500 on this. Oh, my gosh. These are probably you know the those... richest kids on the planet. Well, you know who those four assholes were? Who? Kenny the Jet Smith, Charles Barkley, <laughs> Ernie Johnson, and... And Chris uh, Webber? You know, and Chris Webber, right. I, but you know what, though? Chris... I don't mind them. Because they have money. But right. where were these other right. four? Wow, this made me so mad. Okay, so I just made a Al Pacino noise. Tell him why you mad, son. I just made an Al Pacino right. noise. Uh, wow. Then, for six hundred dollars, you get a personalized voicemail by Shaq. Anybody who has seen Shaq anywhere do any public speaking knows damn well you don't want him saying crap to you about anything because he can't speak. Oh uh, hello, you uh, you have reached you have reached my voicemail, but uh, my voicemail is full, and, and uh, you can't leave a message. What the what the, with the beeps? What the hell? 
what is wrong with these people? <laughs> and these are tears that he wants people to spend money on for this crap ass game. Yeah. Six hundred dollars. Yeah. Shaq will follow you on Twitter. Mind you, I found out that the whole Instagram follow you on Instagram and follow you on Twitter is only for a year. It's not even for what? a lifetime. It's only for a year. Oh my gosh. Only for a year? What in the hell is that crap? Now then it gets bigger. So I, okay. it, it gets bigger. But, 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 but wait, it gets worse. But wait, it gets worse. Not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning bad. Right. <laughs> so for three grand. Oh my gosh. Three grand, you'll get two floor seats to a Kings game because Shaq bought a, a minority stake in the Kings. Right. If I'm not mistaken, right. that right. I can see as being all right. Yeah, it has nothing so nothing to do with to the game. a Kings game. Nothing to do. Um, with do the you game. get fly? Did you get flown? Do you get flown out to Sacramento, or do you have to uh, fly there yourself? You have to fly there yourself. Uh, you get to go to a, a Kings game of your choice. So I guess uh, whatever. Okay. Twenty. Okay. Then it goes up to twenty five thousand, thirty five thousand, twenty five thousand. You get to, to have dinner with Shaq at his house. Another thirty five thousand. You get to go to the TNT studios and watch them tape a episode of NBA on TNT. Right. Okay, that's all right. But let's go back a step because this is the part again that makes me mad and makes me kind of feel like this is sh- this is a shitty thing. So he writes in his in in the the page notes because this has been my argument for the longest. Shaq is a multi millionaire. His net worth is upwards of 200 plus million dollars so that he makes enough money that he can buy an effing nba team he can buy an nba team but wants you to take your hard-earned dollars and go to indiegogo and spend it on this shit ross clot game yes so it says can't Shaq fund it himself question mark it says he is the best center ever to play the game of course he's got the money and yes he will be investing a lot of his own time and money in this project We'll be investing considerably more of our own money in the game than we are asking for. Now, here's the kicker. The purpose of bringing this game to the public is to see how much interest there is in becoming Shaq's partner and in seeing the game happen. In exchange for your help, Shaq Shaq is offering unprecedented access to his life with incredible perks. Fuck out of here, Shaq. Right. (laughs) Someone on Twitter, when I got mad about this last week, said... Well, they're just, but he's funding it in efforts to make sure that there's interest in the game. I said the man's name is Shaquille O'Neal. He alone can say, I want to make Shaq Fu too. Hence, now you have some damn interest in the game. Yeah. You don't need yeah. $450,000 and a damn Instagram follow for 600 for for people to be interested in their game, either you can just announce your game and say I want to do this, and you have massive Sacramento Kings money to go make it, or you just say, "Hey, I'm gonna fund this game by myself." Don't put it on a platform where other people have to struggle to get their projects made, their hard earned right. projects that they want to get made, and you just want to give that crap up on Indiegogo just because you can, because somebody told you that you should. And then 5% of all profits go to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Why don't you spend that damn money and just and just make your damn game for $450,000? Tell, tell me why you're mad, son. And then and then spend, send another 5% over to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Yes. That yeah. made me mad, that made me so mad. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, come on, man. Don't yeah. do not do that. That's yeah. messed up. 
Yeah. You have so it, many, it, it, so many really talented people who are not, who, who don't have the money to make their games. And they are like, look, the money that I'm asking you for is to both fund this game and to fund my life right. after the game is already done. But this fool right. is over here shacking a fool, his damn self, <laughs> putting up freaking $450,000 goddamn Indiegogo joints up. I'm mad. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> but that made me so mad. I'm like, you did so many cool people out here who are struggling. So many indie developers who were trying to make good games, trying to bring th- new things to the market. And this dude is going to come here with Shaq Fu, the freaking a legend reborn. What legend? They ain't no damn legend. <laughs> they ain't no damn legend. The legend of a shitty ass game. The one that sits in the rest yep. of the desert with all the ET cartridges. I don't want to hear that yep. shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you you're right, son. I mean, you're right. I apologize like, you, for my cousin. I'm sorry. When you write, when you write, you write, son. I mean, it, it's 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 an atrocity on so many different levels. So the uh, you know on the first level is Shaq wants to make Shaq food too. Right. That's that's an atrocity in and of itself. Having said that. There is a morbid curiosity if the game is made to see what it is and see what it's like. Right. Um, but atrocity number two is that Shaq has decided that they're going to, you know, they're going to put it on on this on this site that it really is for. And, and we see we see that all the time. We see the the rich kids slumming it. And doing all this other stuff, and you know the 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 you know the 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 politician who goes on welfare for three days just to show you that he you know it can be done. It's like those terrible shows, um, like Undercover Boss. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And and um the the problem with that is it it really does, and this is what Shaq's doing, and I'm not sure if he's aware of it or not, or I'm not even sure that he cares. Is that he really is making light of someone else's struggle these are people that are out there that are busting their ass that not only are they busting their ass to try and put something together but these are talented people busting their ass try and put something together for everyone else when this guy i mean let's re- let's really honest let's be honest about it whatever this shack shack food two game is how much would it really cost to make half a million, two million bucks. You sell it as a digital download for twenty or twenty five bucks. I don't even don't think make it co- I don't even think it would cost that much, honestly. I mean I I mean I'm hearing uh people in de- in development say exactly you know, people there's a misconception that, that games are, are are uber cheap even if they're indie. That it doesn't cost that much money to make them. Right. But people have to understand that's not that's not the point. There are two man teams who make amazing games. There are people who right. have absolutely no money and they make astounding games that everyone has played and has been lauded for. Right. Shaq has never made a game that was good. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shaq has never been attached to a game that was good. Right. Make it and right. spend your money. Spend your money. Right. Don't go out there right. taking out of other. He's not. I can't say that because that's not true. He's not taking out of other people's miles, and right. he. And if you don't want to support it, you don't have to. You can spend your dollar whatever way you see fit. 
But it's my issue is not the, the the fact that he's asking people for money. It's the platform that he's asking for it on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't put things on a platform where, where other people actually need money and right. you're taking a spot away in that sense right. from their from their uh, ability to make their own stuff. Right. Well, wait a minute. And here's 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 another point. You know, and, and this actually may get you mad as I make this point, but I'm I'm gonna do it anyway. Okay. Um, the dude is on television at least once a week, right? Where his fans see him, and on that show, every single show, he promotes his own personal website. So why can't he use his personal website? Where his fans are directed to every single week during the NBA season to promote his game. Because that would only make sense, Cicero. All right. Fair enough. That would only make sense. I mean, in between him doing Icy Hot commercials and Shaq 2, (laughs) Shaq Fu, Indiegogo things, there's got to be times where he can find some place to go promote promote a new game that no one has ever heard of. Oh, that's not true. Promote a new game that, 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 that he may want to produce. And I'm like, come on, you have right. all the avenues. It's not like you can't right. do it right. whenever you want. Right. Don't do it like that, Shaq. Right. That's not the, like this. Not like this, man. Not like this. <laughs> Shaq Fu 2, more like F you, Shaq. Right, right. F you, yes. Shaq. F you. F you, Shaq. I thought we were cool. All right, we... we we need we need to get more positive. We need to we need to take a we need uh, to take a break. Right, we do definitely cool it down, definitely. cool it down a little bit. Yeah, have a have a woosah moment. Oh man, that was that was hot, man. I was like yeah. bugging out for a second. I, I think I almost blacked yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's 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 time for some music. Let everybody kind of cool down and just uh, let it go. Word, we gonna we gonna handle that. We gonna we gonna I'm gonna take get some water. I'm gonna take a quick break. And we'll be back after this. I reminisce with bliss of when we was closer And wake up to be greeted by an argument again You act like a 10, so immature I try to concentrate on the cure And keep looking at the front door Thinking if I were to evacuate You'd probably be straighter than straight And wouldn't have so much hate Cause you don't know the pain I feel when I see you smiling And when I roll up you start wilding So I front like everything's hunky-dory But it's a whole different story You don't like the fact that I'm me I don't put on a show when it comes time for you to have company And your friends don't understand the choice of man They speak proper while my speech is from a garbage can But regardless, you shouldn't have to be so raw I'm looking at the front door I'm looking at the front door Baby, I'm looking at the front door I'm looking at the front door With your friends, I glide to the side until the spotlight is mine and never sabotage a good time. But when they're not around, the fights commence. I'm the one you're against, and it doesn't make sense. Cause I'm the one that you claim to love for life. 
But all I get is gray hairs and strife And I can play some old stuck up rapper role And get foul every time you lose control But that's not my order of operations So I should win an award for lots of patience Cause that's all a fella can have With a girl who's shooting up this world like Shaft And I don't think that I can take it anymore I'm looking at the front door All right, everybody, that was the music break for episode six. Looking at the front door from main source is the name of that joint. Uh, I represent word man, large professor every day, all day. Um, and I guess, I guess the name of that song is actually apropos to what we are going to get into next. <laughs> Talking about looking out the front door. There are a lot of people who are leaving gaming right now, at least getting out of their current positions and moving on to other ones. Um, there were a lot of, of departures this in the past couple of weeks. Um, Jack Trenton left Sony. Um, Amy Hennig left Naughty Dog. Um, and Mark Witten left Xbox. So the, uh, right. a lot of people just boogieing and bouncing out of their jobs. Right. <laughs> Looking out the front door. Literally. Yes. They're like, I'm out of here. Um, right. I don't know. You, you, you had some stuff on this, Cicero? Some, some news on this? Well, so, yeah. So I guess, uh, Jack and Mark have not left their respective positions at their companies yet. Um, Amy Hennig has, um, depending on who you talk to, has unceremoniously been released from from Naughty Dog. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely something... uh, that it's, you know, amid much controversy, Emmy Hennig, if you, uh, can talk about it and want to come and talk about it, please, uh, please come on over to Bricago and we'll, we'll be more than happy to give you a platform to, uh, air out, air out whatever type of laundry you'd like <laughs> to air out or at least, or talk about what you want to do in the future. So Amy Hennig, come on the show. We want, we'd love to have that. That would be dope. It's women's month. Word, word. Right. We would love to do that. Um, yeah, so uh so Amy Hennick was the mastermind writer behind the um the Uncharted series. Um she also wrote the uh geez, what was the, the Legacy of Cain. Uh, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. You're yeah, totally right about um, that. Um yeah, so so yeah, she's definitely been around the block. She worked for EA for a little while, had been with Naughty Dog for um, about, about 10 years. Right. Um, and, uh, she's, she, you know, she, she will be missed by, by gaming aficionados. Um, but they feel like Naughty Dog feels like they've, they've got a winning formula, um, from, with the guys who wrote, uh, the last of us yeah so uh, yeah uncharted and i think i think uncharted uh most of the series was written and co-written with neil Druckmann. i think i think she might have had sole writership of one particular game but i think so i think the other two there might have been some co-writing stuff if, and if i'm wrong then please um let me know uh if that's the case but i mean it does leave a big hole in, in naughty dogs um Naughty Dog's pocket right there because, you know, Amy Hennig was a huge part of those storylines and those series and making those characters come to life and being the characters that we all kind of uh, love. Um, 
And it's going to be really interesting to see how they try to replace her or if they even do try to replace her and see if maybe Neil Druckmann, I think, will be the person to just pen everything after this point because they already have an Uncharted game in the works. Um, and it'll be good to see where she ends up because I think that she would be an amazing part of anybody else's team uh, with with her writing chops. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with her. Um, my boy Jack Trenton, Captain Slick, Slick Jack. <laughs> he 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 that was a well i think that was a bit of a surprise i think he's been he's been at sony for a really long time and he kind of felt like you know i have left the ship in good hands and i'm boogieing out um i mean he he had his he had his mea culpa moment when he had to apologize for the psn outages uh a couple years ago and then came back pretty strong with the uh no drm movement uh <laughs> at that at that e3 press conference um, so he's, he's kind of gone out on top. Um, I don't know what his next plans are besides probably buying an Island, uh, and doing that. Um, so we'll see what happens with him. Uh, if he does do anything else in gaming, it's kind of interesting because a lot of people who ha- have those kinds of positions usually go out in style or maybe they don't, but you never really see them again. Uh, right. You hardly ever see them come back into any kind of prominence, except for like Peter Molyneux, Molly, Molly knew, uh, right. who always pops up and gives you every idea under the sun and actually never comes through with any never of them. Delivers. <laughs> never delivers on any of them. He's like, I will make your eyeballs burst with pleasure. Right. And nothing right. happens. Right. Um, but but he's he's fun to have around. I like him. I mean, I like I like I like the fact that there are people like him who have big ideas and they are not afraid to talk about them, even the if they right don't now? pan themselves out. Um, but it would be you know whatever happens to Jack. I think he did. He served his time well. He he went through all the the. He's launched every console the PlayStation has been on. He's been a part of every launch hmm. at some point. Wow. So that's a crazy pedigree to have right. and say, I've been here since every PlayStation product has, has basically launched. Um, so that's crazy. And then Mark Witten is a whole other kind of issue. And I know you had some thoughts on that. Right. Well, so uh, like, like Jack, you know, unbeknownst to many people, he, he was also around for every one of the Xbox launches and, and, um, the, the waters of the Xbox creation story, story are, are, are kind of muddied. Um, but he, had, you know, he had been around for a long time and he'd been with, been with Microsoft for, I think, 14 years. Um, so, you know, I mean, there, there definitely is something to be said for it being his time to go. The thing that's that's a little weird about uh, Mark Witten, hard hitting Mark Witten. Um, shout out to the actual Mark Witten, Cleveland Indians baseball player. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but um, the 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 weird thing about Mark Witten's departure is that Mark Witten's it was announced that he would be leaving this Monday. This past Monday, which was uh, St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, um, and he is leaving on Friday. Wow. So, um, yeah, depending on we're not sure exactly when this this podcast will be up, 
Um, and depending on when you're listening to this, he may still have a job <laughs> or he may be going through his going away party um, as as this podcast is going up. So normally, you know, if you're a grown up and you've had a, a career job, a real job, um, you give at least two weeks notice. And, and, you know, in the case of Jack Trenton, he's his last day is April 1st or is right before April 1st, which is the new fiscal year so you know everything kind of makes sense um but but, uh but uh you know mark witten is he's he's just like fuck you i'm out um (laughs) so there's the which is you know there's something weird going on there and you know i don't know if it was a if there's there if there's some type of internal conflict if there's you know if if there was writing on the wall that he he saw um that other people didn't see personally i think it has something to do with the fact that that they've got this uh Stephen Elop uh as the new CEO of of the Xbox brand um who you know quick sidebar said when he was interviewing for the CEO of Microsoft said that one of the things that he would do would be to sell off the Xbox brand. He is now the CEO of the Xbox brand. So um, that's, you know, a little disconcerting. So maybe uh, my guess is that his his uh, arrival um, hastened Mark Witten's departure. And, uh, you know, I wish, wish Mark Witten the best on his travels to Sonos, which is the the company that he is going to be the chief creative officer or, you know, CEO, like the CTO or something like that. Right. Yeah. He's, you know, he's going to be responsible for making products for, for, uh, Sonos, which is an audio company for those of you who don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, best, best of luck to him. Happy and, uh, trails you know, to right. you. Yeah, right. we'll see. Um, I mean, I, again, yeah. it's like we have three people, kind of big wigs, who are all moving on around the right. same time, and it, they've all been in the game for multiple, multiple years, decades, decades at this point. And it's going to be interesting to see where they may fall or land. Um, it does, it does, kind of still give the impression that that things are a little bit rocky over in Microsoft land. Uh, with all the turn, lots, lots of them have left. Yeah. Lots has been lots of turnover in the past couple of past cu- couple of months, and um, again, it still doesn't really show confidence in in whatever is going on over there, where people are feeling like it's time to go, especially after right. you've just launched a new console, which is going right. to be one of the cornerstones of your new uh, in the living room kind of platform. So. I don't. I don't know what that means. I. I hope it doesn't mean bad things or it doesn't bode badly for the Xbox One. Um, but it seems also like Microsoft has interchangeable parts. They can Legofy the hell out of their 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 system and uh, their 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 management scheme and kind of pluck people in and put them in where they where they fit. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Right. We will, we will right. see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's. There will be lots of creativity, um, you know, creative things going around in, in, you know, in both, both organizations. 
now that, you know, the, I guess the companies have to get creative about what the messaging is, Microsoft especially, but, uh, you know, the, I think the key word is creativity. So, um, speaking of creativity, segue, <laughs> um, which, which was super ham-fisted, was by the way. I'll take that. as a baby's ass. <laughs> right. Right, exactly. That's we bring um, baby ass transitions. <laughs> right, <laughs> baby on ass trans- <laughs> um, the there was the CCO, the Chief Creative Officer of EA, uh, a few months ago, was at I believe it was Rutgers University, and he gave a, a talk to their. It was either, was it Rutgers or was it a, a school down in North Carolina? I can't remember. He was at a school. He was at a university. It was one, one the business school um, right. at, uh, at one of, one of these schools. And he gave a, one of the most frank talks I've ever heard from, from a, an industry insider about the state of the industry and the, the, the way the games business operates um it was it was truly enlightening and if you've got an hour and 15 minutes of time to to spend in listening to it um i i really recommend doing so cuz there are lots of lots of really interesting things um that uh that he talked about his name is rich hellman and uh he he talked about, well, or you know, I'll give you the highlights. So, a, so a few things, a couple of things that he mentioned. Uh, one of the things was that EA's business model has changed from being a blockbuster studio type of place where you know all they put out are AAA titles to really looking at the mobile space and and being able to develop in the mobile space in you know with mobile phones the facebook games and and um and tablet games and looking at the free to play model and and how they can explore and quite frankly exploit it um in in a positive way you know you know one way or the other um but one of the things that he was saying was that for a for a period of time, as the price or as the cost of manufacturing a game and developing a game, it, you know, continued to go up. He was getting very nervous about their ability to remain viable within that space, because for a very long time, it was you produced a game that was either 60 million that cost 60 million dollars to produce or there was nothing, you know, 60 million and above or nothing. Right. And now with, with the proliferation of, of these free to play games, the free to play models and, and uh, you know, these mobile games and these games where people can sit around and, and they really honestly consider mobile gamers, phone gamers, you know, non-console, non-PC gamers as actual gamers. Um, you can, they are investing in games that take you know that where a game experience is 
I've only got to get you on the hook for 10 or 15 minutes as opposed to 22 or 25 minutes, which, which is what they have on the console side. Right. And I can spend 800,000 or a million dollars if I'm EA to produce an idea for a game. So, you know, now that becomes very viable. So if, if that game becomes successful, if a Plants vs. Zombies takes off, then, you know, more power to it. And we can, we can see, like we've seen with Plants vs. Zombies, we can see that game mature from a, you know, from a, a standalone, uh, Facebook or, or mobile game to a Steam PC game to, the console game that we've got now with, uh, was it Garden Assault or, you know, whatever, whatever it's called. I, I can't remember. I'm terrible at things. Yeah, I think it's gar- Garden, life. Garden Warfare. Garden Warfare. There you go. Um, and so, you know, so, so we can, you know, we can build it literally, almost literally from the ground up as opposed to saying, Hey, we've got this grandiose idea. We're going to throw $75 million at it. And, you know, pray to God that it sticks, because if it doesn't, people are going to lose their jobs because that's seventy five million dollars. So so it's really given them the ability to really kind of build their 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 uh, their business from, you know, from a from a very different standpoint. And it gives them a chance to find new talent um, because they've got lots of little teams working on lots of different things. Um, the, the other thing that they talked about, and when he opened it up to questions, um, you know, one of the other things was, you know, here we are, we're talking to, these are graduate students, um, they're game, they're video game players and, and this is EA. So of course, uh, you'd be an idiot not to take that opportunity to talk about, you know, why does Madden suck? And, um, you know, someone asked them, (laughs) um, and, you know, why isn't there any competition in Madden? And, and, you know, one of the things that he said, which kind of resonated to me with me, and it was another one of those things where I, that I just hadn't thought about until he said it. And it, and it kind of made a lot of sense was that on the outside looking in, you could say that Madden doesn't have any competition. But if you ask the executive producer of Madden if they've got any competition, he would laugh at you or say if you say that you they don't have any competition he would laugh at you because the competition is internal the competition comes from you know any of the games that are vying for this finite pool of resource you know financial resources that EA as a corporation has to you know to dole out to a a to you know to an IP um, so they're in, you know, in direct competition with FIFA. They're in direct competition with Battlefield. Uh, they're in direct competition with, with Respawn and Titanfall. Um, so they're, it's in their best interest to put out the most compelling game so that they can get the most money to continue to put out the most compelling game. Um, and, you know, and the way that they do that is, is by going out and, and, and continuing to innovate. So that you can, you know, so that us as the consumers buy that game and EA, you know, in their, in their financial earnings report can see that X amount of people are buying, buying Madden and they can go back, the EP can go back and justify getting the most, the lion's share of the money 
when it comes to budgets. Um, you know what's interesting about that? What you just said is two two points come to mind really quickly. Okay. One, it's really interesting to see the conversation. Well, let me say three things, I guess, really. One, it sounds really refreshing to hear someone on the inside talk very frankly about the business of games. Um, I right. think that's needed in the business. I think that's needed in the industry. And it doesn't, I think it has to be something that's not just behind closed doors that you'll see at a GDC or another big time event where just the big time players get to talk to each other. Right. Um, two, I think that's kind of a crap argument that he kind of put out there as far as even though it's a very frank one, it seems kind of stupid, at least in my eyes. And this is the reason why. Okay. Um, the markets that he is talking about for all these different kinds of games and how it's in an internal fight or an internal, you know, competition amongst the, amongst the teams or whatever. Right. The only games really that I feel up against Madden, our direct competitor would be FIFA. FIFA, just because of the nature of, you know, soccer, AKA football or football, AKA soccer. Right has a bigger global audience and more people buy FIFA than they actually buy Madden. Right. Um, so the, that's their only real internal competition. You can't put need for speed in there. You can't put UFC in there yet. You can't put any of the other non sports games in there because you know, either they're licensed to 2k or somebody else, you know what I mean? So on in the sports debate, Seeing as how many games are, are are being picked up, put down, and dropped from other companies, I think that's kind of a bullshit argument. It doesn't really make that much sense in the grand scheme of things about how that internal competition goes. And lastly, if they're if there is such competition with each other internally, what in the hell is Madden Studios doing? Because their game <laughs> is garbage year in and year out. Mind you, I'm not I'm not even going to get into the whole 2K versus Madden debate because I am staunchly a 2K fan and I'm not even going to use that as my as my basis for my argument. But looking directly at the game itself, that game is Triznash. That game is straight doo doo. There is they haven't they haven't innovated in that game space in so long that I'm surprised that it that the NFL has not taken their license back. So now here is this is going to be a spawn on me first. All right. Mark the date, ladies and gentlemen, because it is about to happen. Let's get ready to rumble. I disagree with you, Ka. So Madden to me, Madden 25 to me is a uh, on the next gen consoles and current gen consoles okay. is fantastic. Is a is a there is a very, very good game. Let me put it that way. I'm not going to say it's a fantastic game. It's not, you know, it's nowhere near perfect, but it is a great game. And if you haven't played it, I think you would be pleasantly surprised at what, what a great game of football it is in terms of if you have a football mind, if you've got a mind for the sport, Mm -hmm. you, you'll be able to really appreciate the things that they do well in the game. Okay. Um, so, so, and, you know, and I, I don't, I don't blame the people that got burned on Madden because there was, there was a time of three or four iterations of the game where 
it really was just stacked. Vision Cone says hello. Right, right, right. It was just the same, you know, recycled trash with a, you know, with a new, new piece of wax on, on top of it year in and year out. But over the last two years, Madden 13, they came in, they brought in a new engine. Um, and then they rebuilt that engine for Madden 25. And it is definitely a new game. There are still problems, but, but it is definitely a brand new game. And I would implore those, those of you that, that wax nostalgic about 2K5, um, to at least take a look, red box it, you know, go to a buddy's house, um, who has the game and check it out. Um, I've got, uh, my group of friends and I are in our third season of our connected franchise. Um, and we, you know, we have drafts. In fact, you guys, if, uh, if you, if you want to take, take the chance, you can go to the spawn on me Twitch page and see some archives of some, uh, Football games of yours truly playing the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl against uh, some members of of our league. Um, spoiler alert: Jets win. Wow, um, <laughs> that alone is news. Uh, yes, the Jets win. Wow. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, definitely take a look at that. So, um, the the game I've got to say the game isn't trash, and also. Like, I understand what you're saying about it being a bullshit excuse that, you know, there isn't any competition. Like, the competition for Madden should be other sports titles. And really, the only other sports title, NHL is a great game, um, but it doesn't do the type of numbers that FIFA or Madden do. So they're not really going to compete for, you know, percentage of the budget. As, as Madden does, you know, Madden and FIFA do. Um, but I understood when I listened to this speech, when I listened to this talk by that Rich Hellman gave, I understood from a business standpoint why he said what he said. And, you know, and the fact is that within the EA umbrella, yes, there is EA Sports. There's the EA Sports division. And yes, there is. This other division and, you know, yes, you've got Respawn and yes, you've got BioWare and, you know, all of these kind of all of these groups are for the most part independent of each other, but they all have to get their money from EA. So if they come up with a with a good design idea um, and and, you know, the implementation of that idea calls for two new developers um, they have to be able to write a justification for that and they have to be able to get the money for those two developers from somewhere. And that money comes from EA corporate. And if, if you can't produce something for EA corporate to say, look, this is what we're doing. This is what we expect this will do for the game monetarily. And, you know, that's why, that's how and why we're, we're, we're coming to you and we believe is a justification for us to get X amount of thousands or millions of dollars for, um, for this next iteration of the game. Um, then, you know, then they are in competition with the battlefields 
and and you know and the Need for Speeds and the and the Titanfalls and the Sim Cities and you know and all the other you know myriad games that that fall under the the EA umbrella. Um, so so yeah, like I, I really I understood. You know, I I, I drank the Kool Aid. I definitely drank the the corporate Kool Aid when it came when it comes to what they're trying to do. And that being that, having said that, the lack of direct competition from outside of the corporation, from outside of EA, right. has hampered, has really stymied uh, creativity in within the game because they don't. They don't have someone, they don't have the, the, the user base going around and saying, Hey, look, the other guys are doing this. You know, I mean, let's, let's, let's face facts. Uh, 2K5's, uh, 2K5's, this game, you know, now this game is 10 years right. old. The, the post game and halftime shows yeah. in 2K5 yeah. are still better. Than what Madden is putting out today. They are better than every pregame, postgame show on the market. Right. In the past ten years since it's been right. out. Right. Ten years. Ten ten years since it's been out. Absolutely. And we're now talking two console generations. Right. Um. Since that game has been totally released. right. So. So yeah. So I mean, just just from that standpoint alone, I would love to see competition, ex- external competition for a game specifically a game like Madden. Um, so that we have the opportunity to have to have some fresh ideas uh, fall into the space. Um, I get that. That was that was the last I'm thing. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. So the last thing I want to talk about really quickly um, that Rich Hellman talked about was some of the things that EA is working with with other people, other companies like Comcast. Apparently, they helped Comcast to develop a console, um, which you know. The question I have for you is, why the fuck does everybody need to have a console? Everybody's got a damn console now. Comcast is developing a console. Amazon is developing a console. Steam's got the Steam box. We got the stupid Ouya. Why does everybody need a console now? I call the Ouya the Jodeci box. If any, if anybody, <laughs> if anybody has ever watched the old show that I was on, Character Select, uh, shout uh-huh. out, shout out to the crew of Character Select. I used to call the Ouya right the the Jodeci box because it was the Ouya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I had to throw that in there. Um, I mean, it's honestly, I think right now is a very, very weird space for for games. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we were just talking about you know GDC a little, little while ago and how the the new thing right now is VR. So Oculus right. is coming out with their stuff. Right. Um, right. Sony is now talking about coming out with a VR headset, and also Microsoft. You said uh, pre pre show right. might be throwing their VR uh, name yep. into the hat. Um, yep. So V so me too, me too me too yeah so VR so VR folks looks like it's going to be the new motion control right. for twenty fourteen fifteen and sixteen. Um, but I don't know, it, you know, again, I think it goes back to the idea of wanting to take over the living room. The whole thing that Microsoft has planted their, their, their tent pole on as far as saying, we are going to take over the living room and we're going to let you play a game here and there. Right. Um, if they can integrate a gaming system either via the cloud, like Amazon wants to do or anything else, 
uh, like that that'll integrate your cable and your gaming system into one move. Uh, I think people will at first understand that that is a possibility, but the problem is they've been hinging everything on Android based technology, which isn't really the move. If you've really played things on, on Android based systems, mostly mobile right. and Ouya, then you will know right. that that's not really the, the way that most gamers want their games to, to, to come to them. So I give them all the right. props in the world. It's kind of interesting to see that, that, that they joined forces with Comcast. I mean, it makes sense because EA has been trying to integrate everything from ESPN to, you know, other, other, other sports channels and other TV channels into their gaming system. Right. So I don't see that as being an issue. Right. I just don't see how it's going to work. I don't see how that's actually right. going to well, be something that's going to be good for gaming or for their bottom line. Right. Yeah. I, I am, I am not. So, so about 20 years ago and you know, and maybe that's, you know, maybe that's what it is, is, is these, is these silly cycles about 20 years ago, we had a very similar thing happen in the gaming space where, where the new technology was compact discs. And you were going to be able to put a lot of information on CDs, uh, more so than you were able to put on cartridges. And it was a hell of a lot cheaper. And, you know, so then what you had was you saw um, Sega come out with a CD, with a CD player for the Genesis. There was Philips, um, you know, the, the people that make x-ray machines nowadays and, and shitty DVD players. Right. Um, they came out with a, with a gaming console. There was a company called, uh, 3DO that had a gaming console. Oh man, the Panasonic um, 3DO was dope. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It was Panasonic. That's right. The 3D. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was just this so many, there were so many companies that was just like, oh yeah, look, you know, this gaming thing, we're going to do this and we're going to use this new technology called full motion video. And all our games are going to have, you know, Mark Hamill in them. And <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Um, and, and, you know, and it was just, it was just a mess. Um, and, and it really, it really hurt the market because there were, there was too much variety. And, you know, so you had parents and, 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 you know, new, newcomers to new consumers to the market. That would come in and they see this new technology and they really wanted to be on the, on the cusp, on the cutting edge of the new technology. And they spent, you know, at the time, the, the uh, 3DO and, and the, uh, the Philips CDI were, I think were, you know, five, six, seven hundred dollars mm-hmm. in nine, you know, in 92, 93. Um, and they didn't go anywhere. So if you, you know, if that was the first console you bought, or if you were a little kid and you bought a console, your parents bought you a console and they spent all this money and then there were, there was no software for it, uh, going forward, you pretty much burned out on the industry. Um, and you, you know, you didn't really want to get involved in it. You know, you were, you were very, you know, like you, you very standoffish about returning to the, you know, returning to gaming, um, after that. And I'm afraid that all of these new consoles coming in, um, or, you know, could have the potential of doing that, doing that to people going forward. I mean, I guess the way that you, you combat that is to keep yourself relevant, right? So you, 
Right. You try to, you know, you, you try to make things um, have as much uh, feature sets and, and, and try to be as, as have as much parity with all the other systems in the market. And it looks like Xbox is trying to do that again. Actually, I guess what was in this week where they put up another update, uh, an- uh, another yeah, firmware well, update, right? They, they, they announced that they were going to uh, uh, have one. I actually happen to be in their in their early beta program, so I will be in the next couple of days getting the new update um, when it rolls out to the beta users. Um, but this new update, um, all of our European users could be happy. This update is is highlighted by a couple of things. One of which is 50 hertz, uh, 50 hertz playback for Blu-rays. Oh, so you already yeah. got it with your television, and now your Blu-rays will stop juddering and and staggering all over the place. So you'll be able to get 50 50 hertz. Um, another thing that uh, that people have been clamoring for is uh well let me say first they're going to do some dvr updates they're going to make the game dvr the compression they're going to change the compression rate in it so that it's going to look better um uh, and i guess time will tell if if that actually happens there will be some connect voice integration um that they're that they're going to be implementing to make connect work even better than it has before um, hopefully that will spread over to the European markets, um, because I know even the English speaking European countries are having difficulty, uh, the Irish and the Scottish, um, and even some Brits and, and, and Australians are having some difficulty with, with localization, um, for, for connect, uh, connect responsiveness. But even in here in the States, um, it, it bugs out from time to time. Um, but, uh, the one thing that everybody's been clamoring for is also coming, and that is um, friend uh, updates. So when your friend jumps on, you are going to get a what they call they call them toasts. When the you know when the you get the notifications, those are called toasts. Oh, okay. So there will be friends toasts. So when your friends pop on uh, and your favorites pop on, you'll get toasts. And I am, I couldn't be more unhappy about that. Um, <laughs> Tell, wait a minute, why? <laughs> so, so, all right. So it's, it's, the thing is, you can have up to a thousand friends now. Oh, okay. And, right. So if you think about that, like if you, if you had a 360, um, and, you know, even on the PS3, when, when you got a friend that popped up, uh, when a friend popped on, on the PS3, it was less obtrusive. It was just a little notification on the top right-hand corner. Friend jumped on. Friend jumped off. Um, on the Xbox, it was, you know, usually they would program it to be out of the way, but it would pop up. They would make a noise. And you, you'd know that Bong Ripper 420 just, just jumped on. <laughs> um, but, you know, now that you can have a thousand friends... And I'm happy to have all of you, you know, all thousand of you. Um, I don't want to know when you jump on. I don't want to know when you jump off because if that's the case, then my thing will always be going off. It'll be a living nightmare. Um, favorites, I'm okay with. You can control how many favorites you have. So you can, you know, you can go in and, and select them, uh, which is, you know, which is really, really cool. 
And I would love to know when my favorites are coming on. There's, there's a reason they're my favorites. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm usually playing with them. They're usually generally people that I know in real life or that I converse with regularly. So I want to know when they're on. I want to know what they're doing, you know, that kind of stuff. So, so that part is cool. And if, you know, if I only want to know about five people, I can make it five people. If I only want to know about 50 people, I can make it 50 people. And, uh, and I, you know, I only get notifications from them and not my entire friends list. Yeah. I think which, they, uh, need, they need to fix that on the yeah. Sony side too. The Sony side right, list management right. is not dope. They need some groups in there right. that you can set, set aside stuff like right. that. But yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that's actually what I was just going to say was that, you know, on the PS4 that, you know, you definitely, already get to see see what that's all about now you know the one thing that i will say that makes you know that i'm pretty excited about is um again is i went on this rant the last episode about you know how i you know i love microsoft but i don't like the way that they treat us um you know here in north america um the, the thing that i do like about microsoft is they really have over the last two generations uh, and they're continuing to continuing to do so with uh, with the one is come in consistently m- performing updates that make sense to make the gaming experience or the experience the user experience on the console better. Um, and they and they've really done a great job of doing that. The March update um, for those of you I know a lot of people. Um, who you know are new to the Xbox One as a result of some game that came out uh, a week or so ago um, that we talk about constantly on this on this show that we're I promise we're not being paid by, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but um, you know they may be new to the experience and when they came on uh, the system worked and they may have some some gripes and there's still some some weird things about it but it's definitely better than what it was in February and in February it was better than what it was in January um, so hopefully in in April it'll be even better than what it was in March and if they can continue to iterate on the system on, on the on the user experience then you know, a year from launch, you could be looking at a completely different console or at least a, a completely different user experience that you had that, you know, than you had on day one that, that you'll have on th- day 365. Right. So that's, that's, that's something, um, that's, that's newsworthy in my opinion. Good. That's, that's pretty awesome to hear. I'm happy that they're continuing to put forth new efforts and making things new. And I, I think that's, again, part of the beauty of us having these new connected consoles is that they can do these hot fixes and make these consoles that we had at first have a whole bunch of new functionality that they didn't have uh, before. Right. Right. Um, right. Well, let's, let's, let's hope Sony follows suit and, and does the same thing. They didn't really do that with the PS3. Let's hope they, do it with the PS4 and not just raise it fifty bucks like they did. In <laughs> this past oh week. God, that's a whole other story. Um, right. Uh, so we're almost out of time. We're almost gonna be out of here right. for this episode. Um, we had 
We usually ask a question of the audience and a question of the, the listeners. Um, and the question basically was, you know, if you have anything you want to know about us, then let us, you know, shoot, shoot us in a tweet, shoot us an email, shoot us some feedback. Um, and it seems like the over, overarching kind of question that we had uh, was basically, what, what are we playing now? And what kind of games are we looking forward to coming up? Um and it's, I mean, it's a bunch. Next next episode, you're going to hear a, a, a pretty good rundown of some games that I've been waiting for for a while. Um, Metal Gear uh, Solid 5. What is the name of the thing again? Ground, Ground, Ground Zeroes. Zeroes. Because they have so many damn subtitles. Right. Ground <laughs> frack, Metal Gear 5, right. the groundwater is sour. The vengeance. Right. It's like Pet Cemetery and freaking right. Metal Gear all at the same time. Uh so you'll Absolutely. so you hear some you'll hear some business about Ground Zeroes from me. I was waiting for that because I'm a huge Metal Gear fan. Um also infamous uh infamous in infamous infamous Right, Gorillas and Infamous. Gorillas and Infamous. Uh, Infamous Second Son is coming out uh, in a couple of days uh, from the time that you'll hear this podcast. Um, and I'll be playing the hell out of that. Uh, Luft Razors from Vlambeer uh, is going to be on the Vita. Uh, that's that's the platform I'm going to play it on. It's on PS3 and Vita. Uh, it's like a aerial combat kind of game. Uh, I've been playing the hell out of some Titanfall on PC. Good lord, that game is fun. Um ea sponsor us uh right <laughs> and that's pretty much some of the stuff that that i've been playing what what have you been rolling with what what about what about dead nation i you know what the weird thing is dead nation is still buggy dead nation is a great is a great hmm. game i love the concept behind it i actually like to right. to to listen to people rage more than i actually like to play it at this point <laughs> i i may i may post i may post uh some footage of this dude who was playing the other day raging the hell out and it was amazing because he was because he wrote on, on his twitch stream he was like come come f up my game and people were effing his game up and then he was getting mad at them for effing <laughs> his game up. So broadcast plus, yo, house mark. I, I love that concept, but wow, you guys need to fix that game. It's a little bit buggy. So I don't know. What, what were you playing? See, so so uh, you know, I've got an Xbox One. So I haven't been playing Titanfall. No shit. Of course I've been playing Titanfall. <laughs> I mean, listen, that's that was the game. That was the game that everyone bought the system to play. Uh, I am playing the game. The game, it really is, if you guys are still sitting on the fence, uh, Aaron Freeman, um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it is, it is spectacular. It is a hell of a lot of fun. Um, I'm playing that, I'm broadcasting that on Twitch. Um, so, I mean, that's really what I'm, what I've been playing the, the most lately. Um, Outside of that, like I was saying a second ago, I'm playing Madden with my friends in our in our uh, connected franchise. Um, so, I mean, Madden gets Madden gets some burn. I'm black, so I got to play some basketball during the basketball season. So, 2K gets some burn. Racist. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm you know I'm just I'm having fun. I'm having fun gaming right now. Um, but the game. The game that that I'm playing the the most of right now is is uh, 
is Titanfall. And oh yeah, and daily I play Subway Surf, Subway Surfer on uh, on my phone. And I'm trying trying to break three billion because uh, aforementioned Aaron has has crept up to the top of my leaderboard, and I I need to break four billion. Yeah, that that dude is a Subway Surfer beast. He he's yeah, yeah. he's figured out the way into the matrix and has made it happen. Right. <laughs> um but uh yeah, so I mean those those are those are the games those are the games that 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 I'm playing right now. Um I am believe it or not really excited for what what Connect Sports will be um by the time by the time the the new the new our new episode comes out, Connect Sports will be out, and I would love to be able to 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 have a game that really justifies what the Connect is from a from a gaming standpoint. I think I think it's really proven how value how valuable it can be as a voice controller um, for your multimedia uh, stuff, but as as a, as a as a you know gaming unit to kind of justify its existence with the console, um, it would be nice to to have Connect uh, Sports really really do that. Uh, D four, which was a game that was 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 originally hyped to be launched around May uh, December, um, right after the launch of the of the console, it still hasn't come out. It's a uh, really weird game by this Japanese guy that's all motion controls. It's 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 uh, supposed to be episodic. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what that's going to be all about, and that's supposed to be coming out very soon. Um, and then you know, and then of course the 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 other really big titles. Um, you know, I'm a sports guy, so UFC. I'm going to be interested. I don't. Not saying that I'm gonna buy it, but I'll be interested in in and seeing what that's all about. Um, the crew, um, whenever that comes out from Ubisoft, um, I, I'm actually interested in buying that. So you know, Batman. There, there, there are there are games on the horizon, and there are games that I'm playing right now. So yeah, there's uh, a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff on the horizon for for everybody out there. So. So what we want, actually, this week's our, our community question is going to be: So what are you playing right now? You know, what ga- what games right. are you playing? What games are you looking forward to? Uh, also, weigh in on the uh, Madden versus Two K debate. <laughs> 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 Hashtag Khalif is right. Um, you know, send send us stuff like that, and also um, we're gonna try to since we now have the we have a couple of um sp- uh, spawn point uh delegated streams on Twitch, um, we're gonna try to get together a community night and uh, see about playing with some of you guys. Um, we'll put some we'll put all our uh, gamer information in the show notes for this particular episode, and everyone going forward, we'll just make that the default thing that goes into the to the to the post. Um, and then you guys can play with us. We'll we'll pick a, a night, maybe once once a week or every other week or something like that, and then we'll we'll play with you guys and interact with you guys, and we'll tape it and all that cool stuff, and it'll be on Twitch and blah blah blah, and you'll be able to see it. Right. Um. So I guess that's it for this the show. That was that was a di- that was yeah, that was a pretty fun show, man. That was good. It was, man. It was is you know it was good to get back into the swing of things. Yeah, you know get that get that muscle memory 
ish going. back up and running back up and running right that's that's right that's uh, right um yep. i was yeah no i was just gonna i was just gonna say that uh you know we gotta make sure that we big up our uh you know email us yep tweet us yep you can email us you know, talk to e- us. email us at um the spawn point blog at gmail dot com or feed feedback at the spawn point blog dot com um, you can tweet at me at Kajakins, K-A-H-J-A-H-K-I-N-S, uh, or you can do it to the Spawn Points, uh, Twitter account, uh, at Spawn Point Blog, or our Spawn On Me account at Spawn On Me, uh, and then you can hit up Cicero on what's your, what's your digits, Cicero? Uh, I ain't got no digits. I got, uh, uh, the tweeters. You can hit me on the tweeters, uh, at Stubby Stan. That is all one word, two B's, one Y, two S's, two T's, in order of some <laughs> sort. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can hit me up at Stubby Stan on on the Twitters, um, and uh, you know maybe it's and Stubby Stan on the Instagrams, but I don't post anything. Yeah, yet. we have a we have a spawn point uh, Instagram as well, and all that cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and also please, 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 uh, the best way to, to share the shows are since we're on Stitcher radio and on iTunes, iTunes reviews are really, really important to the show. Yeah. They really help to get the show out there and to, to, to get it to a bigger audience, which we want to do because we want to share all your stories and, you know, still spotlight the people that we find dope. And uh, so, please, if you haven't uh, rated us and 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 reviewed us, please do so. We we want to hear the feedback and we want to know how we're doing. Um, so please do that. And I guess we will see you in our next episode, episode seven. It's already episode seven. That's going to be awesome. Wow! Wow! That, yeah, I mean that's that's crazy. You know the the little show that could. And they said it wouldn't last. <laughs> they said uh. they said that about my hairline, and they were right. Right, and they were right. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, <laughs> we hope you all have a great week. Uh, we hopefully will see yes. you back here in another two weeks. Uh, and this has been the Spawn yeah. on Me Cast, episode six, and we will see you in a few. All right. Yay.